Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, Monday edition, uh, post-Super Bowl. Of course, Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, 38-35. to 35. Uh, And they won it with clock management the last five minutes and 15 seconds of the game. They held on to that one possession, marched it down, got a field goal. A lot of people are complaining that uh, Kansas City didn't do the manly thing. They just kicked the field goal and then they, uh, you know, used the clock. And I'm like, well, no, you just do what you got to do. You you do what you got to do to win. So Kansas City uh, won. And my brothers and sisters in Philadelphia uh, feel good that you you guys had a hell of a game. Hell of a game, hell of a season. Somebody had to... to, uh, to lose, um, it's kind of interesting that of all the things last night, there were some great things and there were some, you know, eh things last night. The halftime performance kind of eh. Um, you know, and then the debate over the uh, the black national anthem, which, you know, we have one national anthem. Um, it's the national anthem. And uh, black people and white people have been performing it for, uh, for many years, many years, and uh, tearing up about it, and people have... Uh, served in battle together, brothers in arms, uh, uh, of all colors, um, and all of that. But, uh, there was that. And then there were these, he gets us ads. Um, for those who want to know the, it's an ad campaign, nonpartisan funded by, um, some anonymous donors along with David Green, the billionaire owner of Hobby Lobby. Uh, Hobby Lobby is a, a Christian organization. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, Christian owned businesses have been under fire. Um, Chick-fil-A, you know, Chick-fil-A, because they don't, uh, they, they agree with the traditional uh, Christian view of marriage, which is the same view that a lot of religions have, which is man and woman, whatever, you know. Um, but only uh, Democrats would call these ads that uh, bring us together um, fascist. And that's what uh, AOC called them. Uh, she called them fascist. Uh, because she's stupid and she doesn't know what fascism uh, is, to be quite honest. She says something uh, tells me Jesus would not spend di- millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads making fascism look benign, which is kind of stupid. And and by the way, <clears throat> they show the, uh, uh, there's this one, it has this uh, song behind it uh, by Rag and Bone Man from 19, uh, 2017, so kind of a bluesy song. And and it shows people fighting, and it shows you know uh, left and right political rallies on the street. <clears throat> and let's face it, our our days are like this nowadays. There's a lot of division in the country, partially because the Democrat Party has gone off the rails towards socialism. 
and uh, and consequently, some people are fighting back. Some people are trying to silence others. And the the line at the end was basically uh, it was it was meant to be uh, something that brings us together. You know, um, it wasn't necessarily saying one is right. It said Jesus loved the people we hate. So I don't care what size of the equation you're on. Maybe you're a, a leftist and you hate people who are pro-life. Or whether you are a conservative and you hate, uh, you know, BLM uh, uh, founders or supporters. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the line makes a lot of Jesus loved the people we hate. That's not, there's nothing partisan or fascist about that. But, of course, AOC is an idiot. And uh, consequently, she would miss the point. And the Democrat Party would choose to go after an ad as fascist that is uh, about Jesus Christ and the line is, he gets us. That's just the way they do things. Um, a couple more things on this uh, Chinese uh, spy balloon and the other uh, sundry uh, items that were shot down by U.S. military. I'm not sure why all of a sudden we're interested in this or if, in fact, you know, you got to debate whether they, these have increased or maybe that the Biden administration is trying to do a little CYA because they really bleeped up on the balloon. You know, and they're kind of wagging the dog a little bit. Maybe there's that. Or maybe the uh, Chinese spy balloon opened up a can of you-know-what. And we're going to have to deal with it. Um, I had mentioned Representative uh, Mike McCall from Texas and uh, talking about how he thought that the reason being is that China was uh, softening us up, figuring out what our uh, our military uh, capabilities are so they can attack Taiwan in the spring. Um, we will see. But uh, this is for sure. He does have an understanding of Joe Biden's leadership ability. And that's why that balloon was so dangerous. And it was so dangerous for the president to allow it to go forward once it entered U.S. airspace around Alaska, it should have been immediately shot down. It was not. Duh. And now the damage is severe in terms of compromising national security. He can't secure our borders, but now he can't secure our airspace over the United States of America. And there is one thing that I believe is not debatable, and that is that balloon flight was devastating to our security. I don't think there's any debate about that. You can say, oh, no, we shut down its capability. Prove me. Prove to me that we shut down its communications. We didn't even know what it was, supposedly. We, didn't, uh, we did not surveil the craft. They were not, it was not escorted across the American country. It was left alone. People could walk out like where I live in uh, the Kansas City area. You could see it in the dang sky. There was no jet fighter escort. They were called off by our military. So there is no doubt in my mind some damage was done with regard to uh, intelligence and with regard to security of our military installations. That, I think, if you have any clue whatsoever, you'd have to agree with, unless you are clueless, like uh, AOC. Let's go to uh, Marianne in Philadelphia. She wants to talk about this Chinese spy balloon. Hello there, Marianne. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, I believe the Chinese balloon, the first one that traveled all the way past and past South Carolina, and then they shot it down. I believe they they have every all the information they need now about us, and that's like putting on protection after the fact. Yes. So to cover their <laughs> to cover their butt, they 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 took down the other ones, and I think Justin Trudeau is in on it. Because him and Biden are buds, 
their friends, their buddies. Yeah. Yeah, and Marianne, and Marianne, by the way, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but the same number or percentage of Canadians feel their country is going in the wrong direction as well. And they're both of these leaders, Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau, are, are reading from the same uh, leadership playbook, by the way, probably paid for by the same people. Oh, I believe it, yeah. All right, and by the way, you're from Philadelphia. You an Eagles fan? Um, I'm not into sports that much. That's no. okay. All right, all right. Well, um, I appreciate... Um, um, I'm I'm a little too old for that now. Are you? Are you? All right. Thanks for the I'm, phone call. I'm a, I'm a senior. Well, that's okay. A senior sentence is um, like sports too. Yeah. Well, I, I like some sports, but I just you know sometimes just, I don't get involved. You're just not that involved. Okay, thanks for the call. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just a couple more things. Uh, Gordon uh, Chang um, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. He has written a book called The Coming Collapse of China. Uh, he is very knowledgeable on this stuff. And, and you know, he'll be able to put things in uh, into perspective for us. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to uh, something else. I want to mention this real quick because it's kind of a big deal. Um, AT&T has lost since DirecTV. Uh, dropped Newsmax from its lineup after dropping OAN last year on direction of Nancy Pelosi and two Democrats claiming that they uh, they that OAN Newsmax and Fox News all disseminated uh, uh, disinformation. And by the way, I've got some more information on uh, the disinformation experts who have been blacklisting conservative media. I'll have that in just a second. But uh, that's what they use. They, uh, the government came up with this disinformation thing that they stole from Joseph Stalin, and they used it against uh, the American people for freedom of speech. You couldn't say anything about alternative treatments to COVID. You couldn't say that masks are unnecessary. You couldn't say that uh, CRT is being taught in schools. I can go on and on. There are a list of at least probably 100 things you couldn't say because the government wanted to steer your thinking. There's no doubt about it. It was sinister. It will be uncovered. But uh, they said that uh, Newsmax was, uh, was uh, uh, creating disinformation, and consequently the government got in touch with DirecTV, and DirecTV said, okay, we'll get rid of OAN, and they did. And then they had the audacity to do Newsmax a couple weeks ago. And guess what? They've lost $10 billion in value. That's big. I would venture to say that AT&T, which is the 70% owner of DirecTV, is kind of going, what the hell just happened? Their value, AT&T stock, has fallen by 7%, wiping $10 billion from its market value. Now, you and I, we are constantly under attack. Uh, We are constantly being banned. We are constantly wondering where the country is headed. Do we have the wherewithal to turn the country around? And then I see something like this, and I realize we're winning. When I see something like this, I know that the American people are not for this kind of censorship. I know that a very small percentage of people are in charge of the narrative on all of this nonsense, whether it be transgender BS in schools or CRT or the southern border lying about the border. It's a very small percentage of people who are perpetrating this crap on us. And when I see things like... Uh, DirecTV kicking Newsmax off, us telling you they kicked us off, and you calling uh, 877-NEWSMAX and saying, you know what, put uh, Newsmax back on and we're done, and costing their company 
ten billion dollars. That's let me just put it in perspective. Ten thousand million dollars. So ten thousand times a million dollars is what you have done. And then you've also got, for instance, um, uh, Disney. Disney, you know, they've got all this woke nonsense going on. They did the uh, don't say. They, they called uh, 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 Ron DeSantis' bill to keep the sexualization of kindergartens out of school and whatnot. And they called it don't say gay and all that stuff. And then they put on this uh, proud family, uh, you know, you should feel terrible for being white because you're a slave owner. And guess what? They've lost 2.4 million subscribers during the fourth quarter of 2022, which goes to my argument with regard to this entire woke movement and all of this leftist nonsense that's going on in the country, that we're winning, that we're not buying any of it. And all we have to do is say no. All we have to do is say no. So 877 Newsmax, if you get the chance to call today, um, we'll see if $10 billion was enough. And it wasn't, we'll make them lose some more. I'm going to take a break. On the way, there was an ad network owned by Microsoft, that declared conservative news sites disinformation to blacklist them so they couldn't make any money. Now, this has been going on for 35 years, but they really put the pedal to the metal and it became state-sanctioned in the last couple. Details on that coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now, we have FJB. It's The Rob Carson Show. Uh, real quick, I'm going to be telling you in the next few weeks about an Eden Pure thunderstorm. Um, I got one for, I got two for my house, actually. And and I'm thinking they're these big old uh, units to clean the air, and they're going to sit in the corner. They're going to be, you know, a foot tall. and you know, No, 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 you plug right in the wall. Eliminate 99% of air pollution, eliminates viruses, eliminates odors. Plugged it in this weekend, and it changed the air in my studio in an hour. I mean, I've never experienced anything like it. It, it was, I mean, it was just, I never expected it to work so well. Never expected it to work so well. I'm going to be telling you more about it. I plugged one in the uh, the, the uh, office and in the kitchen yesterday, and it's like the air changed. It, it's, I, I don't understand the tech completely, but uh, Eden Pure Thunderstorm, uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Made the office smell a whole lot better, I'll tell you that. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't, you know, gaseous or anything weird like that. It just, you know, a little studio here with lights and all that. And me. So <laughs> there is that. Here's a headline. Ad network owned by Microsoft is using foreign disinformation experts to blacklist conservative media companies. Now, this has been happening forever. Okay, Rush Limbaugh was the prime example. I remember when I started writing for Rush in about 89, 90, um, he couldn't get advertisers. Uh, Florida Orange Juice, I remember they wanted to be an advertiser, and they advertised, and everybody called Florida Orange Juice and said, we're going to drive you out of business. And, you know, he had other ones, uh, uh, Snapple Tea and all this stuff. And, and uh, so conservatives are, uh, are not um, uh, uh, unfamiliar with uh, a lot of uh, mainstream media and uh, a lot of groups trying to blacklist them. But uh, this one is owned by Microsoft, Bill Gates. Kind of funny, right? Yeah. Billionaire oligarch. He, he is essentially uh, the George Soros of America. I mean, he is. He is. He and Mark Zuckerberg to some degree. 
Global Disinformation Index, a foreign think tank headquartered in the United Kingdom, released an assessment of America online media designed to blacklist conservative media outlets choke off their advertising revenue. The information is kept on a G, uh, on what GDI calls its dynamic exclusion list. Doesn't that sound uh, sinister? Ad networks including most uh, pro- prominently Xander, which is owned by Microsoft, are now using the list to refuse to allow advertising on conservative media websites. GDI in December released its report, report that detailed the alleged disinformation risk. Do you see why this is state-sponsored apartheid? Because our government created a disinformation governance board. We're going to get some audio on Capitol Hill. Uh, Josh Hawley talking to someone who helped to create it and denying that uh, she helped create it and and uh, basically um, uh, lying about everything. We'll get to that shortly. But in December, they released a report called The Alleged Disinformation Risk for American Online Media Market in partnership with the Global Disinformation Lab, a think tank at the University of Texas in Austin that uh, generates policy recommendations and solutions to combat disinformation, which is... Uh, to shut down conservative speech. That's what it is. And it's state-sponsored. The FBI literally worked with Twitter to shut down conservative organizations and conservative viewpoints, anything that disagreed with the party line. There's no doubt about that anymore. It exists. It's been exposed. So the GDI on America Online Landscape reviewed 69 news outlets, listed 10 that they found are the most risk of spreading disinformation. And guess what? They're all conservative. Yeah, I know. I'm as shocked as you are. Oh, and Newsmax is on there. And the American Spectator and the American Conservative and The Blaze and The Daily Wire and The Federalist and Reason Magazine and Real Clear Politics and The New York Post, number one. Gotham's newspaper, by the way. It's a gift from God. Here are the ones that are least risky. The Wall Street Journal, USA Today, BuzzFeed News, ProPublica, NPR. We need to defund NPR. AP, the Washington Post, and oddly enough, the old gray lady herself, the New York Times, or is that the Wall Street Journal? I never always get the old ladies figured. Anyway, uh, GDI has refused to release its dynamic exclusion list despite assertions on its website that its work is uh, guided by neutrality and independence. It's kind of weird that all the conservative sites are the bad and all of the liberal sites are the good. So uh, they're lying to you. They just use the disinformation word just like Joseph Stalin did. Just yeah, yeah. So uh, GDI refuses to disclose the list. Uh, uh, according to the World Economic Forum, uh, the, uh, the organization led the transition of the European Council on Foreign Relations to Independence, blah, 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 worked with George Soros' uh, open society. So there's the, there's the line between Microsoft and George Soros. So, and also, uh, the GDI also receives our tax money from the U.S. State Department's Global Engagement Center, the old GEC, as it were. And, uh, and critically, GDI does not even purport to say which outlets disseminate actual disinformation. Rather, they purport to say which outlets are at risk of spreading disinformation. So when they say that Newsmax spreads disinformation, they say that uh, they actually are, they have a risk of 
spreading it. They can't even point to disinformation. You see, they just put them on a list, and a lot of American companies are so terrified of being blacklisted by the left that they will avoid spending their money on places like the New York Post and Newsmax, the American Spectator, the Blaze, the Federalists, and all of that. And, uh, and again, we are a, a center-right country. We are. So all you need to do is uh, say no. That's all you need to do to these people. But now we know that, uh, as I said, we have not only experienced a, uh, uh, a version of apartheid, thought apartheid with regard to conservatism, but now it's officially state-sponsored by the FBI and the DHS, which makes it official apartheid. Yeah, except for it's political apartheid. All right, so coming up, Gordon Chang going to talk about uh, floating objects above American territories owned by China. His thoughts on what China's up to on the way. It's the Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey guys, it's Carson. Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Yeah, me too. Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just by taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. Gold Co. is a six-time, 5,000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. If you call them today, qualified callers get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Here's the number, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740 for Gold Co. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. I, I think the, the motivation intent's clear here. They want to... to get imagery, get intelligence on our military capability, particularly nuclear. Um, and they're building quite a nuclear spot, stockpile themselves. Uh, why do they want to do this? Well, they're preparing, uh, if they don't uh, win the elections in Taiwan next January, they are preparing for a military conflict. Okay, there and you go. That is representative they're trying to quite Mike McCall of uh, Texas over the weekend talking about uh, China's intentions. Uh, we know that the uh, the uh, Biden administration allowed a Chinese spy balloon to uh, fly unencumbered across the United States. And this weekend, apparently three other unidentified flying objects were taken down. One in the Yukon, uh, one above uh, Lake Huron, one off the, uh, off the West Coast. Uh, the most wanted man with regard to... Uh, uh, knowledge and information uh, by the media right now is Gordon Chang. He is the author of The Coming Collapse of China. I've been dying to talk to him uh, for a couple of weeks now, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning or good afternoon, sir. How are you today? 
I'm fine, Robin. Thank you so it much. It is a real pleasure to get you on the uh, on the air. Um, first of all, I want to know your thoughts on the Chinese spy balloon and how it entered U.S. airspace and uh, uh, flew across the country, and then uh, the Biden administration, uh, administration waited until it was on the East Coast before it shot it down. What are your thoughts as to why the United States did not shoot it down immediately? Well, we certainly should have. Uh, and this is, a, I think, uh, President Biden's responsible for a lot of bad things, but um, at least the initial slow reaction was not one of them. And the reason is um, he was not informed about the incursion until the fourth day of it, in which time the balloon had already entered or was about to enter the lower 48 states. So this is a Pentagon failure. The Pentagon should have notified the commander-of-chief as soon as this balloon was spotted heading toward U.S. airspace before it got here, but they didn't do it. Biden, I think, um, you know, I, I would have shot the thing down over Montana, well, yeah. um, but um, his decision not to do so on the advice of the Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was not unreasonable. What was unreasonable on the part of Biden, though, was after um, the military shot this down off the coast of South Carolina, Biden then gave two interviews, um, one of them to PBS, um, Judy Woodruff, and saying, this incident would not affect our relations with China. Well, how could it not affect yes. our relations with China? Yes. And really what Biden was saying was to the Chinese, please send another spy balloon because it's not going to affect our relations at all. Um, and so really this was a misguided opinion, um, close to a dereliction of duty on the part of the president. Mm-hmm. So um, clearly he does not understand the nature of the threat, even after this thing sur- uh, surveilled our most sensitive military sites. I mean, I don't understand what's wrong with the president. Why did the, Ch- why did the Chinese do it? Uh, we don't know the answer to that. Okay. Um, there are a number of different theories. One of them is that the Chinese military is now so strong politically that it can do what it wants and didn't yes. insult anybody else. Mm-hmm. Another is that Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, um, wanted to intimidate the United States. Um, you know, there's always, we've, we've heard these Chinese threats to use nuclear weapons. Maybe um, uh, Xi Jinping was paving the way for a threat to use nukes over Taiwan or something else. And, and maybe Xi Jinping just wanted to um, distract the Chinese people from problems at home. Okay. He's got so many problems there. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Let's start a war then the people at home are not going to criticize me for my domestic policy failures. So he's kind of wagging the dog, kind of like what uh, maybe Joe Biden is doing this weekend, uh, sending U.S. fighters to shoot down three unidentified objects, one in uh, above Lake Huron, one in the Yukon, one off the west coast, I guess. Um, it, it, was that a matter of, uh, well, what, do you, what are your thoughts on it? I, I, the, I had heard that one of them was at 40,000 feet, one was at 20,000 feet, which would be a danger to uh, U.S. aircraft. Uh, what do you think about the, the quick response by the Biden administration three times? over the weekend uh, Rob I think they had to do that after the Pentagon failed to um, you know react to the first one it had no choice uh, because what they had to do was show the Chinese or the Russians or God knows who else that the yeah. United States would react quickly but but well, um, what, okay go ahead finish your thought I, I want to ask you about the Penn Biden Center and Chinese money go right ahead I'm sorry yeah it, this is this is a problem right now in that, yeah, we have a strong military, but apparently it is not prepared to deal with the threats from China. 
and not prepared to imagine what they are and how serious they could be. Yes. So therefore, there was a really slow reaction to the first balloon. For me, it wasn't a, the beginning of something. To me, it was the culmination of things. And to, uh, and when you look at, it, Gordon, what, the, what China has done uh, to weaken our country, uh, infiltration into corporate America, infiltration into uh, uh, the government, certainly uh, money paid to the Biden family, the Penn Biden Center, $6 billion of Chinese money in American universities exposed most recently. To me, it was, if you look Look at all of the things that are happening in the country. Uh, COVID. Okay, let's look at COVID. What COVID did to us. It allowed the United States government to shut down the First Amendment, to destroy our economy, and not question China about it. We could not say China developed this virus with American money in a lab in Wuhan. So to me, it was China... Uh, softening us up for the last two years and then flying the balloon over to show that the world, that anything is possible, America is ripe for the picking, uh, maybe not necessarily the country itself, but certainly our allies around the globe. What are your thoughts about that? Um, that is one of the possibilities that um, Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping believes, as, as his favorite phrase is, like the East is rising, the West is declining. And he has been um, propagating this notion that the United States is finished. So um, in his mind, he could very well be trying to show the world that the United States can't even defend its own airspace. Um, and so therefore, the world should ditch America and obey China. Um, I'm not saying that that's a correct assessment, mm -hmm. but I am saying that's what Xi Jinping could very well be thinking. And if indeed that's what he's thinking, then that's going to be extremely dangerous because he's going to act on that. Yeah. So we've got a militant regime in China. And, and none of the um, possibilities for why they did this are good. So we're really at a point where this is one of the most dangerous moments in history. It is a dangerous moment, and you look at the United States, uh, uh, the, the balloon floated above our Minuteman missile silos in Wyoming. It floated above uh, major installations, including SAC Air Force Base in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, where I am from, uh, and uh, where, where our strategic bombers, many of them are located in uh, in Missouri, by the way. Uh, and then you've also got what's going on in, uh, in Ukraine with uh, our de facto, although one would venture to say we are at war technically, with the nuclear power being Russia and the fact that we are closer to midnight on the doomsday clock than we ever have. I, you know, I hate to, I don't like to uh, engage in conspiracy theories, but sometimes you got to realize that they, we have enemies in the world who want us dead and want our real estate. Uh, and, and China's been buying ours, by the way. Uh, wh uh, what, what do you think about all of that? The possibility of uh, the U.S. being distracted uh, uh, by uh, an, an ally, essentially, Russia being an ally of, uh, of China. They're doing joint military uh, exercises. Uh, do you suppose they might be a tag team to, to uh, weaken the United States? I think that's a possibility. You've got to remember okay. that the uh, objects that we shot down Friday and Saturday came at a very different track than the Chinese balloon. Chinese balloon came from the south, hit the Aleutians. Um, those two other objects hit Alaska on its north coast. That suggests Russia. Um, yeah. We don't know, but it could be oh. China launching balloons from Russian territory. And let's remember, Rob, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, I don't believe in coincidences. Well, I don't wow. believe in too many of them. So 
um, we've got to be alive to the possibility that Moscow and Beijing are working together. I, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, I think we have a president who's bought and paid for by Ch- Communist China. I think that there are Chinese companies that are very, very involved in uh, the United States governance, in, uh, in uh, 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 all Chinese companies are Chinese Communist Party-related companies. Let's not fool one another on this. Uh, they are actively engaged in, uh, and, and it's it's not necessarily just for pure capitalism. It's to establish, I believe, uh, fronts in the United States, buying farmland near military installations. I believe this has all been a part of, uh, and, and, and I've heard actually, I heard repeated uh, last week, and I said months ago, I said the war's already been declared. We've already we're already at war, technically with China. What do you what do you think about that? That 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 they have essentially launched. Um, a war on America uh, without firing a shot, and and it has legitimately weakened us not only uh, militarily but societally. Uh, you know, with with the COVID, with COVID, uh, essentially a uh, essentially a biological weapon. Go ahead. Yeah, COVID is a biological weapon. Yeah. Um, we don't know where it came from, Rob, but we know okay. that once it got out into Chinese society. Xi Jinping deliberately spread it beyond his borders by lying about contagiousness and by forcing other countries to take arrivals from China while he was locking down his own cities. So, yes, it it was a biological weapon, and that's 1,114,000 Americans have been killed by this disease, according to Johns Hopkins. Um, We've got fentanyl, 80,000 Americans a year. Yeah. um, that's a Communist Party project. And you're absolutely right. All, all these companies in China, they've got a doctrine of civil military fusion, which means the Chinese military has access to everything every institution has in China, including these companies, that even ones that are nominally private. So, yes, um, you're absolutely right about all that. What do you think we need to do? What do, you, what do you think America needs to do? China depends on us for trade. I mean, we're their biggest customer. They can't fund a war against us without our money right now anyway. What, what does America do? I think we cut off the flow of money. Okay. I mean, cut off the blood supply to those who mean us harm. I think we close their four remaining consulates because those are spying operations. Yeah. We strip the embassy staff down to the ambassador um, because that's a big spying uh, facility as well. Yeah. And we impose these disproportionate costs on China to show them that there is no way that they can continue this against the United States. You know, foreign policy analysts always love proportionality. Um, but it hasn't worked. It sounds good to the ear, but it hasn't worked. So we got to try something new, something much more severe. Yeah. You, uh, you wrote this book called The Coming Collapse of China. Do you suppose that Xi Jinping is trying to stave that off by uh, frequently uh, war is the best way to get your, com- your country uh, around a failing leader? Do you suppose that, uh, that the, the, uh, the title of your book portended what was facing China and Xi Jinping might be doing this to rally his troops and make China stronger? I think that's one possibility, as I mentioned, because he, a number of his signature policies have been reversed um, since about the middle of November. Yeah. And that suggests that he's having trouble with his uh, colleagues in Beijing which very well means that maybe he wants to do something to destabilize his political adversaries. Gotcha. And the one thing that he could do is start a war. 
So I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying that's a real possibility. Well, we've got to, honestly, we have to confront reality. A lot of people think because they have a $1,200 supercomputer in their pocket that has a phone uh, app on it that uh, somehow we can't, uh, the, the world will never be the same. There still aren't despots who want to kill you and take your territory and whatnot. But uh, I would venture to say that, if anything, the world is more dangerous, uh, considering a lot of these, uh, these $1,200 supercomputers in our pockets have um, TikTok on them. And uh, to me, TikTok is a, uh, <laughs> a ungodly a spying tool, and also I would assume gives uh, China access to unbelievable data for you, and possibly the ability to affect your communications. Uh, in in summation, what do you suppose uh, that means? As somebody said, I wish I said it, but as somebody said, um, because of TikTok, there are 86 million Chinese spy balloons in the United States. You're wow. absolutely right. Wow. Well, Gordon Chang, it was really nice to catch up with you. I know you're blasted busy, and I, I really appreciate you uh, adding us to your list because I think your input on this radio program is very important. So thank you very much, sir. I uh, find you on uh, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. And, of course, the book is The Coming Collapse of China. Uh, and you're also the uh, great U.S.-China tech war as well. Gordon Chang, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Rob. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. It's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show. So I had mentioned the Global Disinformation Index is a foreign think tank, and uh, part of it is funded by uh, Microsoft, and they determined that uh, the top worst uh, uh, outlets that are at risk of spreading disinformation are all conservative, including Newsmax. And the ones that are least risky for disinformation are the New York Times, the Washington Post, NPR, and Wall Street Journal and USA Today, because this is about conservative apartheid. Uh, Also, there is the Washington Post and Taylor Lorenz uh, uh, use a a shady leftist group to list a, a bunch of individuals and organizations as uh, extremist influencers that disseminate anti-vax misinformation, which, you know, has been proven wrong. The vax is the misinformation. Climate change misinformation, all of that stuff. On that list, Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, these are two great uh, surgeons, two great doctors who were suddenly considered extremists because they said, you know what? Uh, The government's COVID protocol is a joke, is a lie. But uh, on Friday, Samantha Vinograd, who works for the DHS, was questioned by Josh Hawley, senator, about the disinformation board, by the way. Last year, a disinformation board in the DHS was discovered and not, uh, not exposed, by the way, by the DHS. They hid it because they wanted to use the power of the state to decide what was true and what was disinformation. And what it was is a way to shut down any sort of dissent. I said dissent is not disinformation. I was proven right uh, time and time again. This is all being exposed. But here is Josh Hawley talking to Samantha Vinograd of the DHS about who created the Disinformation Bureau. Uh, Whose idea was it to establish this board? Uh, Senator, the Department of Homeland Security has engaged in um, disinformation work pertaining to threats to the homeland and the American people for over a decade. Yes, but you only started calling uh, any uh, speaking out against the government narrative disinformation in the last couple of years. Um, With respect to this internal working group, there were discussions about the need 
to uh, ensure that there were guardrails in place across the department to pr- protect civil rights and civil liberties and privacy. And as such... Uh, uh, it did exactly the opposite. She's lying. There were discussions about creating this internal working group. Whose idea was it to set up the... And you use the word working group, but I noticed that that's not at all what the memo says. It's a disinformation governance board. Call it a working group. The directive that Mr. Mayorkas eventually signed off on does not make this board a working group. It had managerial authority. It had directive authority. And, of course, here she is not having any idea, even though she was involved in the choosing of the head of the thing. Nina Jankowitz had no idea who created it. Uh, Senator, without going into internal deliberations of the Department of Homeland Security, there were a series of discussions among uh, personnel. I'm not going to go into the internal deliberations of the department. The- uh, no, no, you're in front of Congress, you see. Answer the damn question. Yeah, Why not? You're under oath. I am under oath, sir. Um, that said, these are internal deliberations at the department. And no, not anymore. As, um, as you know, sir, the charter was signed by the Secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah. I, don't- I only know that, by the way, because of the whistleblower documents. We would not know that otherwise. Senator, yeah. the charter was signed by the Secretary of Homeland Security. I don't even care. You lied to us. You created a, uh, a, a board that it was anti-free speech, that whizzed on the First Amendment, that broke the law, all right? And finally, is the uh, disinformation governance board still around? I'm just trying to get at what your knowledge is. I'm, uh, so what, to your knowledge, I'm not asking you what you think may have happened, but to your knowledge, was the White House involved in selecting Ms. Jankowitz? Just yes or no? If... I, I really don't know, sir. Oh, okay. I don't know. You, you have no idea. No all idea. right. No. What, what's the current status of the, of the disinformation board, to your knowledge? Uh, well, it's on pause. What does that mean exactly? It means the Disinformation Governance Board never met. The secretary has asked. They didn't need to. And uh, she's talking about uh, meeting in person. There was plenty of communication. It's all going to come out in the wash. In the criminal proceedings that I hope will be be called Nuremberg Tool. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. Uh, Post-Super Bowl weekend, Monday, I guess, and... uh uh, my Chiefs won. I'm, you know, happy. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm into football. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy football. Uh, my my love of the NFL kind of uh, waned when they went through the woke nonsense, and it reared its ugly head last night with the uh, Black National Anthem being performed again. And there's only one national anthem. And like I said, if uh, if they're going to make it about everybody gets a national anthem, it's going to be a long down football game. So uh, hopefully that will fade eventually because right now, uh, you know, kind of a, it's not because I, oh, you're racist because you don't stand during the Black National Anthem. No, I'm not. I just, it's not the national anthem. Uh, I know, I know people who've served in Afghanistan and Iraq who are uh, people of color who fought alongside uh, every, you know, uh, white guys and uh, never even thought about it, the brothers in arms. And by the way, every one of the men on the, that field the, yesterday and, and coaches and whatnot, they could give a rat's behind about the color of your skin. They are brothers in arms on the field. 
And so, uh, you know, there was, uh, there was that. But it was a hell of a football game. I mean, it, was a, it was a heck of a football game, and, uh, and one team had to win, and it just so happened to be the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yesterday, I did have an interesting conversation. Uh, my wife has uh, uh, some relatives who came to visit, and, and uh, the, the, the part of her family is very, very liberal. And uh, generally, it's like <laughs> they, they see she told, uh, you know, well, we don't talk politics. I'm like, I don't talk politics with people because I, when I'm off the air, I'm off the clock. I, I don't have time to be challenged. I don't have time for the nonsense. A lot of times, you, oh, you're Rob Carson. Well, I'm going to talk. You know, you, what do you think about, you know, I, I'm off the clock. You know, if you want to call my show, I, you know, if, if I don't have to engage you, I, I don't have time for it. But anyway, we, we did talk a little bit. And this person uh, in my wife's family is a uh, very, very uh, environmentally active person. And she works for, uh, I'll just say, the Forestry Service and um, has worked uh, for the government for many, many years, about 30 years of her career. And she is very uh, much an environmentalist. And guess what? So are conservatives. And uh, she is a, a hunter. Uh, she believes that uh, we need to manage our, uh, our uh, wildlife. We need to hunt animals. We need to uh, maintain populations. Very, I mean, it's very like very Ted Nugent, but, you know, left of center. And she talked about what the government does. They, they prevent uh, invasive species from coming, and they, they prevent, uh, you know, do their level best to keep, like, uh, different viruses from impacting our uh, livestock like that right now there's a there's a swine flu variant that's out there that could really impact pork processing in our country and right now we've got a bird flu that's killing millions of chickens so you never know uh, but anyway we had this conversation we ended up talking about green energy and this is a person who drives a subaru you know doesn't have a coexist bumper sticker on the back but might as well and we had a terrific conversation about green energy and what she's are you ready you better sit down we're talking about a card-carrying left-of-center liberal, and she said of green energy and the green energy movement in this country, are you ready? It's a joke. She said it's a joke. She said we are nowhere near having any sort of ability to generate the kind of power we need with solar and wind. I couldn't believe it. I said, what, what, and I said, I said, I like to say EVs are for posers. And she says, yeah, they are. Because they have no payload ability. They can't run in cold weather. And we have nothing to charge them up that is considered green. I couldn't believe it. I had a hallelujah moment. I'm like, well, no kidding. She agreed. She also is very, very into the management of species like bats. She works in Missouri. And uh, and uh, bats, and she said, and I said, well, you know, these windmills are like giant bird salad shooters. And she says, oh, yeah, and for bats, too. They destroy migratory bird populations and bats. And then we talked about the idiotic move to build all of these wind farms out in the ocean where they don't belong. And how the sonar that they're using to pound the, uh, the, the, uh, the ground at sea to find out where they can put their stupid windmills is killing whales and other animals that use sonar. That use sonar. So she was completely down with, are you ready, uh, fossil fuels when they are used properly and, and all of that. They're organic. 
and we need to use what while we have them. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe because I was told don't take uh, her or her partner into the studio because they'll see the Trump 2024 flag and they'll freak out. And I said, when I invited him in the office and they saw this Trump 2024 flag, I said, I'm a Trump supporter. Get over it. And they were cool. It, it's amazing. We can have a conversation. And then there are morons like Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is, a, and it was funny, I saw down in Brazil this weekend on whatever the hell show she was on. She's, I, I'm, I'm amazed that people can be on the planet as long as they are and still be as woefully ignorant and stupid as Donna Brazil and James Carble. And Joe Scarborough. Usually when we age, we, we uh, have life experience and wisdom, and we're able to use those to, to, get a, to gain a unique perspective on things. But people like uh, James Carville and Donna Brazil never do. They never do. And Kamala Harris is one of those people. And she's got a thing for electric school buses, which will be a boondoggle, by the way. Uh, yellow school buses, I rode one for an hour in the morning and an hour at night. And in the wintertime, uh, you don't want an electric school bus, particularly if you're at the you know Minneapolis Public School District. It's a joke. It's going to be enormously expensive to school districts, and it would require getting rid of a lot of perfectly good school buses that run on uh, on diesel and gas. And by the way, whose imprint is tiny with regard to the world, with regard to the planet, and global warming and all this crap. So anyway, here's Kamala Harris gushing on school buses again on Friday. No exhaust, no diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi and even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. Wow, she is uh, not a terribly bright person, is she? This is our Kamala Harris. Who doesn't Harris. love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, bus right? song. Just, there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us, went to school on the yellow school oh, bus, yeah. right? <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. Kamala Harris went on and on. bus yellow bus yellow bus how she made a great big fuss this woman is a clown not real bright the elevator don't reach the top no reach the top no reach the top no. kamala harris has been a flop let's run her out of town her approval goes down and down down and down <laughs> down and goes down, down. support for her, her cannot be found yeah. why keep her She's a big embarrassment, embarrassment, embarrassment. Why is she vice president? Her denseness has no bounds. <laughs> that is from uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. Uh, Jim Gossett, you can go to, uh, what's his, uh, newsmakerline.com. That's his website. It's called uh, newsmakerline.com. He's working on a Patreon page where he will feature his work, and you can uh, help him out if you want to so he can continue his glorious work not only on this show, but uh, but elsewhere, which isn't very um, often. It's it's right here. So Jim Gossett, newsmakerline.com. Let's go to uh, James in Albuquerque. He wants to comment on the uh, on the Black National Anthem yesterday at the Super Bowl. James, how you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Pretty good. I don't call it an anthem. Uh, it's it's a song. 
But uh, a lot of people during China virus lost their jobs uh, because uh, they stood up for what they believed in, their faith, and their freedom. Okay, well, the only way uh, this communism is going to change in professional sports today is the Christians and the true Americans that play as uh, professional football players, basketball players, they're going to be. They're going to have to be the ones to stand up because there are a ton of Christians playing professional uh, sports these days. Yeah, and and, and you'll notice I'm also both quarterbacks. Hold on, James. James, let me finish. Hold on, you got to let me talk here too. Both quarterbacks, very, very Christian, very, very religious. What do you think about that? Yeah, exactly, and yeah. and they're pretty much silent. I mean, I hope uh, they're not uh, putting the mighty dollar over their faith and their beliefs, but that's what it seems like to me. But well, I would hope those two quarterbacks and many other players in the, in, in the sports, uh, professional sports, would stand up for this. Well, uh, James, there's uh, nothing the players can do about the decision by the NFL to do the Black uh, National Anthem and to pander. Uh, you know, and uh, nothing they can do about that. But I do think that some pretty cool things happened in the last couple of weeks. One of them was the outpouring of faith and prayer with regard to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, one of them was uh, uh, yesterday at the uh, as the Super Bowl. Those ads by the company that uh, got together to do non uh, non political ads uh, supporting Christianity and Jesus and and setting aside our differences and forgiving our enemies. I thought that was pretty powerful yesterday during the game, James. What do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. But why do you think they can't do anything? I mean, uh, well, they, like they, I said. In the opening of uh, this conversation, is uh, a lot of people lost their jobs in America yeah, yeah, yeah. because of uh, their faith and their beliefs. Why do you think these Christian uh, professional athletes can't like kind of take a stand or join forces to take it to the league or and say, "Look, uh, we don't like this. You know, yeah. this is our belief. This is our faith." I, I truly believe they could if they yeah. don't join forces. Well, know. sure, James. And and uh, some things are happening incrementally. As far as the Black National Anthem is concerned, I don't think most players are very involved in that. But I will tell you, you may have seen there was a, a NHL team, and they decided they'd do Pride Night and make all the players yeah. wear uh, LGBTQRSTUV uh, uh, warm-ups. And they said, no, we're not going to do it because that's political. And they yeah. decided they wouldn't take part of it. So I wouldn't say that yesterday uh, the the athletes on the sideline, they, they didn't say anything about the Black National Anthem. They, they just kind of went along with it. I wouldn't say that there isn't uh, a little bit of uh, ground being made with regard to wokeism uh, in professional athletics. I think I think we're making a little headway. It ain't going to happen all at once. But I, I think some cool things know, happen. Hey, I, did you see? I know there's baby steps, but I hope I know, bro. that happens. I'm praying about it. We're praying about it, you know, and yes, hopefully God will intervene. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? We're all praying. I mean, uh, and, and I think that I think that faith and I think that uh, patriotism are going to bring us together. I, re- I really hey, do, can James. Can I tell I'm... you a joke? Can oh, I tell God, you a joke? It, only if it's funny. Well, I hope you <laughs> laugh at it, but I, I, I got in my car this all morning right. and what? I was driving down the road. Oh, boy. All right. And... Uh, I thought I saw a uh, a spy balloon, and then I looked closer, and all it was was bird poop on my windshield. Yeah, it's too visual, James. I, I saw that meme on. Uh, <laughs> it's just too visual, dude. It's just too visual. Right, well, thanks for taking my call. All right. 
All right, James, thanks. You know, can I just tell you right now that uh, uh, nothing against James, but humor in the wrong hands and jokes in the wrong hands are, are like giving a toddler a, a you know, a weapon. It's, it's, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so um, a little bit more on this. I want to talk about what's going on in New York City. There are people complaining now because you can't buy anything in New York City because everything's locked up because of, uh, because of uh, shoplifting. And now... The founder of the 1619 Project, who was who espoused defunding the police, is complaining about it. It's just rich. Uh, that's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Funding isn't necessarily as aggressive as, as a lot of folks paint it, paint it. You know, school budgets get cut almost every year. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Okay, so um, we've learned in the last couple of years uh, the lunacy of uh, defunding the police because of an action by uh, several officers in Minneapolis that ushered in uh, a new era of stupidity unmatched in American history that involved the cancellation of police departments, an unbelievable rise in crime, and really stupid crap like the Dixie Chicks changing their name and Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben and the Redskins going away and statues being torn down around the country, which were non-sequiturs, but they were all part of a leftist takedown of America. That's why that stupidity happened. In case you're wondering, what did that have to do? Well, it was all part of the plan you see all part of the plan and now of course it's uh, reaping uh, what uh, they're reaping what they sowed in New York check this out the Big Apple has become a shoplifters paradise Reported retail thefts hitting record levels for the second year in a row in 2022. A post-analysis of the data shows the number of shoplifting complaints surged more than 63,000 last year, a 45,000 or 45% increase over roughly 45,000 reported in 2021, a 275% increase compared to the mid-2000s. Uh, this is all uh, leftist nonsense. Um, you've seen in places like uh, San Francisco, they literally have told these left-leaning George Soros-funded uh, prosecutors have said that you could steal $1,000 worth of merch from anywhere you want and you won't get prosecuted. Well, what the hell you suppose that's going to do? So right now we have an extended loot going on. We have an extended looting. That's racist. No, it's looting. I think that looting should be, uh, well, I think if you're a store owner and looting happens at any time, you should be able to stand your ground just like you would in a hurricane-ravaged area where looters come in and try to steal from businesses that have been shut down. You should be able to do that to your business. I know it's terrible. It's the Wild West, but honestly, it would shut this crap down in a big old hurry. One frustrated employee uh, at a lower Manhattan Target said the store has been hit hundreds of times. People keep taking things and we can't stop them. It's a problem with all retail in the area. At some point, there won't be any more. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're uh, uh, living a liberal Democrat bastion, you vote for liberal Democrats, uh, you know, you get what you get. You get what you get. It's a problem with all retail in the area. At some point, there just won't be any more.
Theft figures reached a high of 37,000 in 2019 before the pandemic, and then they dropped ever so slightly, and then they went through the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, and it's happened in Washington, D.C., too. Did you know this? If you go into Washington, D.C., apparently Canada goose jackets are a big deal. Have you seen these? I, I don't know. They're a down jacket, and they, because they have a name brand, everybody wants them. You know, that sort of stuff, kind of like Air Jordans, you know, whatever. It says, uh, apparently a wave of thefts of the in-demand jackets comes as vacationers get ready to go to D.C. And now, you know, because the cherry blossoms are coming up. And by the way, they are quite lovely. But uh, you might want to pee before you go because they never have enough porta-potties for the millions of people who show up there. I'm just going to tell you. I've been there. I've been. Oh, they're trees. Neat. They're trees. Oh, God, what a drive. We had one in our front yard. In, uh, in north of D.C. It's like, well, if you want to go see the cherry blossoms, right out there in the front. Ours weren't donated by the, the uh, Japanese government. But, you know, you get that. So Canada goose jackets are pricey. They range, <laughs> what the hell, from hundreds of dollars up to $1,500. And they're saying if you are going to Washington, D.C., you might want to leave your, uh, your uh, Canada goose jacket behind. Apparently, uh, near uh, DuPont Circle in broad daylight, a guy got to his uh, Canada goose down jacket approached by a guy with a gun, took his Canada goose jacket and uh, ran off, waved the gun at him and all that stuff. So you got to watch that. And, and uh, the piece de resistance is uh, 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 Nicole Hannah-Jones, who uh, created the 1619 Project, which is a massive lie about our history. She is complaining about anti-theft measures inside drugstores in Washington or in New York because now she's got to literally go up to the front of the store to get uh, a, a, a lock undone so you could buy shampoo and conditioner or condoms or whatever the hell. Yeah, welcome to it, guys. I've been to New York a couple times in the last year. Uh, you know what? Get your toothbrush and whatnot before you go because if you go to a, a convenience store, they're going to have to unlock it for you. Uh, let's uh, take a break, come back. Last hour of the Rob Carson Show right ahead, and I got a ton of stuff. Don't go anywhere. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's the Rob Carson Show. Did you hear the news? AT&T, which is a 70% stakeholder in DirecTV, since DirecTV took Newsmax out of its lineup, so you can't get Newsmax and DirecTV, AT&T has lost uh, $12 billion in stock uh, value. That's pretty big. That's you calling and saying, hey, uh, we know you got rid of OAN. We know that uh, Newsmax has a target on them because they're conservative. Which would mean that on DirecTV, there's one conservative news outlet remaining. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's been bad enough when you, uh, you know, have had to deal with uh, the censorship of the federal government, uh, conservative apartheid that has happened over the last 30 years in this country. But, uh, you know, when, when the government not only decides what is disinformation and misinformation, but uh, American companies slavishly obey the rules or the directives of the government to shut down conservative speech. That means only one narrative is left. Do you like being told how to live your life? Do you like being told that your children can't go to school? You have to wear masks? Do you like uh, vaccine mandates? Do you like all this nonsense about transgenderism being taught in school? Well, welcome to it. If all the conservative outlets go away, 
You're not going to have a way to express yourself or be able to get the information that you want or at least have a journalistic, some journalistic integrity. 877 Newsmax, if you want to help out, if you want to uh, get in touch with DirecTV and cancel your service, or call them and say, hey, politely, by the way, because customer service representatives, they don't need your consternation if you're angry about it, but just call them and say, hey, you know what? Are you guys going to add DirecTV? Chances are they're going to tell you a couple things. They're going to say, oh, no, we're still in negotiations. Well, they're not. Or they're going to say, hey, we really don't want to lose you as a customer. We're going to give you all this free, and we're going to lower this, and we're going to do that and all that. And you're going to say, uh, you know what? If you're not serious about this, then let's just get it off my roof. 877-NEWSMAX, if you would uh, help out. You're making a difference. You're, you're making a difference to woke companies like, uh, like Disney and Netflix and others. You're making a difference. They're trying to wipe you out. They're trying to shut you down. They're trying to limit the amount of information you get. But you're, they're not going to be able to succeed at this. This has worked in North Korea. It's worked in Cuba. It's worked in China. But none of them have had 250 years of the First Amendment. Now, this doesn't mean that we're in the clear. we got a long way to go. But at least get DirecTV to pick Newsmax up again, 877-NEWSMAX. If you'd uh, help out, that'd be... That would be really great. I would appreciate it. I want to mention something real quick. Um, yesterday, of course, uh, Super Bowl, and uh, you know, it, was, it was good. It was a hell of a game. Um, I mean, just a remarkable game. There are a couple of plays. There are a couple of uh, uh, calls, you know. Philly's all hacked about a, a holding call. They say it wasn't a holding call. All the referees said it was a holding call. Um, you know, whatever. It was, it didn't just, you can't distill it down to one call. It was an entire game. It was an entire game. You know, years ago, I went to, uh, this is like 30 years ago, I was in Columbia, Missouri, and uh, Colorado, we screwed up. In Missouri, uh, it was at Missouri and Columbia, Missouri, University of Missouri playing Colorado. And, uh, and uh, Colorado played a fifth down, and Missouri didn't catch it, you know, and, and there was nothing they could do about it. Uh, and that cost the game. It did. That really cost the game. But... In this case, one ref call did not cost the game. It was a hell of a game. Kansas City got the ball back with five minutes and 15 seconds left, and they used the clock brilliantly. And I'm going to tell you, let me say something about the uh, about Philadelphia. When the hell did the quarterback sneak become so effective with regard to fourth down turnover or fourth down um, conversions? I don't know what the total was, but I think they've tried 40 first down conversions using the quarterback sneak, and they've successfully done it like 36 times, and they did it a couple times yesterday. I mean, kudos. How could a defense not figure out a quarterback sneak? It's one of the easiest plays in the world. But they they own it, man. I'm going to tell you, it, it, was, it was something else. It, it really was. I enjoyed the game. Really, really did. And it's easy to say because my team won. But, you, you know. But I want to mention um, this wonderful guy, this wonderful young man, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, his mom and he were out on the football field yesterday. Here's a young man who uh, was basically picked, I think he was last or first to the last in the, uh, in the NFL draft this season. And he went from working at a Wendy's. He went from working in a Wendy's to become a first-class uh, running back for the NFL. 
and he scored a TD yesterday. He scored a TD. He was brilliant. This guy, I mean, I've, I've in my life, I've been around 57 years, and I have seen some great running backs in my life. And uh, how this guy, I don't know how, you see him, he is in an untenable situation. He's up against an, a, a wall of bodies, and he can find a hole to go through. And I just, I uh, congratulate him and his, uh, and, his, and his family. Because here's this kid, he's working at Wendy's this month last year. And he is running for his life. And he has shown the world that what you can do, this is another thing that I took as a positive from the game yesterday. The, uh, the ads promoting faith, I thought were great. The national anthem, I thought was great. Uh, the reaction to the national anthem by the coach for Philadelphia and others, it was, it was powerful and profound. DeMar Hamlet, the game yesterday, I, just, I thought there were some real positives. Halftime kind of sucked. Black national anthem, you know, I, no. There's not a black national anthem. You know, you could sing that song wherever you want, but if everybody's got a national anthem, it's going to make the it's going to make footballs a little too long for me. So there's only one national anthem. But anyway, I wanted to share that. I thought it was um, thought it was something else. I really, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. Uh, <clears throat> this is kind of interesting. Did you know animals are racist? Did you know animals are racist? I had mentioned that uh, New York City now. Uh, the author of the 1619 Project, who's an avowed racist and socialist and academic who created a cottage industry called Big Offense and has made herself incredibly rich using white liberal guilt to uh, parrot uh, talking points that, that are untrue about the country because uh, Americans of all colors have, been, have lived in poverty for as long as the country has been around. And slavery wasn't, uh, uh, it was the way of the world when we were founded and it was illegal in some colonies before we signed the Declaration of Independence, and 150 years ago, there were a whole lot of uh, white people who lived in abject poverty in shacks with dirt floors, uh, doing a hard scrabble life, uh, plowing fields with oxen, who volunteered to go fight for people who had to work in in fields, uh, who were slaves, and then returned to their hard scrabble life and probably died very early, some with profound injuries which back then were a lot harder to make a living if you, you're missing an arm. Not saying it's easy by, by any means now, but honestly, they've twisted history. They have twisted history. And, uh, and some people are beginning to say, oh, yeah, yeah, it's nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense. But anyway, the, the author of the 1690 Project is, was totally down with defunding the police, and now they've got to lock stuff up when you go to a, a, a store in New York City, and they're complaining about it. But now, apparently, did you realize that animals are also racist? Yeah, I just saw this. A new study suggests that woodland... This is so sad. This is so sad. A study suggests that woodland creatures are less likely to be present in minority neighborhoods and their disappearance is having negative effects on humans. Uh, the, the report says... That that systematic racism has had lasting, lasting effects on the structure of cities due to policies in the past that produced racially segregated neighbor, neighborhoods. Well, we, we don't have racially segregated na- neighborhoods. That may have existed in the uh, Democrat-run South during the Jim Crow era, but no. Uh, have we had instances of racism in our country's past? Absolutely. 
But apparently, this uh, new study looked into uh, the genetic diversity of wildlife in neighborhoods across the United States, found that uh, government rules that previously mandated separated neighborhoods based on race is having linger effects after after effects on where animals choose to live decades on. So basically what they're doing is they're saying because there aren't a lot of squirrels in your city neighborhood with the row of brown stones or whatever, that uh, that, that, that uh, squirrels have decided to, like white flight, go into the suburbs. It suggests that, uh, the study suggests that areas where mostly white people live have a greater diversity when it comes to animals living in the area. Well, I hate to tell you this, but most animals like squirrels like to live in the wild. And uh, generally, out in the suburbs and beyond, that's where all the trees are, you see. Uh, I lived in a, a neighborhood uh, in Maryland, in uh, 25 miles of north, north of D.C., and there were some unfinished woods behind us. And we saw foxes and turtles, and I would hand-feed the deer out there. And it wasn't because the deer were white supremacists. I know you're thinking maybe the deer would come up to the fence, uh, you know, say, are any black people around here? Are they? Okay, well, I'll come up to your fence. No, no, no. They just like to be out in the in the trees. And, and there are, like, neighborhoods in Baltimore that are largely populated by people of color. That's the way it is in cities around the country. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily by design people choose to live there. And, and they're run by Democrats, and I'm sure the Democrats 100% are the reason why they've descended into abject hell. Schools have gone to hell, etc. But it's not racism. So the, uh, the findings that preceding, uh, proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, they're a peer-reviewed journal. They are saying that racism is driving animals out of deprived areas. No, it's just squirrels like to go out to neighborhoods. Like, my, we got squirrels in my front yard, and I feed them peanuts. It's not because they're white supremacists or anything. And they go, you know what, if you were black, I wouldn't eat those peanuts that you leave at the tree. Uh, you know, they, they just like the peanuts. Just thought I'd, thought I'd share that. And then there's a Maryland public school district that's providing students with a worksheet that explains various types of oppression. Including, I know this is kind of strange, uh, they could be learning about reading, writing, and arithmetic, but uh, they're not. And this is why the... Uh, I guess the, uh, the, the Republicans want to get rid of the Department of Education. We'll get to that maybe later or probably tomorrow on the show. Uh, but anyway, there are types of oppression, including speciesism, which I alluded to. Your squirrel or your deer might be racist. Uh, or the oppression of uh, plants, flora, and animals, according to documents obtained by Parents Defending Education. Howard County School System had teachers assign students a privileged or oppressed worksheet from the district's Black Lives Matter curricula. Uh, good luck getting a job with that education, kids. The worksheet listed 13 kinds of oppression, including racism, sexism, classism, elitism, religious oppression, which the FBI is doing against Catholics and, and other Christians and people who believe that babies should be born, anti-Semitism, militarism, ageism. There's ageism in broadcasting. I speak from experience on that. Adultism. What? What? Heterosexism, ableism, there's an ableism, xenophobia, linguistic expression, and uh, speciesism. Speciesism. The, uh, the uh, worksheet outlined non-target groups and target groups for each type of oppression. For instance, racism was explained as targeting people of uh, color like African, Asian, Native American, but not white people. 
Heterosexism oppresses gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people, not heterosexuals. Religious oppression defined as targeting Muslims and over uh, and others, but not Christians and Protestants, which is what the FBI is doing, by the way. <coughs> and then it explains speciesism, speciesism, another form of oppression that targets animals and plants and flora. Did you know that? And I'll tell you, there is a lot of speciesism because the animal rights movement only uh, supports animals that are cute. I just tell you that they could give a rat's behind about uh, animals that are ugly. To be quite honest, so there's a little education update from you. It, the the uh, speciesism and racism is everywhere. Unbelievable. Let's take a break and come back. Last segment of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. <laughs> hey, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I know. I know. Uh, I made the mistake. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm just going to admit uh, I'm going to become a spokesperson for uh, premature giftulation. Uh, I, I sent my wife one of these. Uh, it, they're kind of terrifying, actually, when you think about it. They're this balloon, or this, no, it's not a balloon. It's, that's terrifying. A big white balloon 200 feet across, terrifying from China. But uh, I, I sent my wife one of these uh, exploding boxes of butterflies with a cake in it. Have you seen this? I mean, honestly, around 9-11, this would not have been a very popular uh, gift. This, you know, especially after the anthrax and all. You get this box, and just suddenly, boom, you open it up, and it falls apart, and these little rubber band-powered butterflies fly everywhere. And so I, <laughs> I got my way. You're so stupid. I buy into this crap, you know. Uh, so I, I, I sent, and it ended up getting there last Tuesday. <laughs> So I got to come up with something else, I guess, this week, you know. And, uh, anyway, it'll check this out. A couple things. Um, if you are interested in this, and, and I think this is wonderful. <clears throat> I do. You know, a lot of people are like, man, it's the white trash, you know. But uh, Cracker Barrel <clears throat> is uh, dishing up free food for a year for a Valentine's Day marriage proposal at a restaurant. Now, I had mentioned this to our uh, political pundit and British expat, Kay Smythe. Last week, and I, she's like 29 years old, and she and her boyfriend have been together for a while. I said, you know what? There would be nothing more American than getting engaged at Cracker Barrel and getting free American Cracker Barrel food for a year. I think it's spectacular. And you know what would even be better? Waffle House. I think Waffle House would be amazing, too. But Cracker Barrel is offering uh, couples uh, who pop the question at the restaurant free food for a year as a, as a wedding gift. If you love them and love home-style dishes, put a ring on it. I wouldn't put a ring on your biscuits and gravy. You'll be digging for that ring. So uh, anyway, apparently their post last week uh, uh, saw only modest uh, amount of engagement. So, and uh, one commentator, Esty uh, Hazelwood said, if my future husband doesn't propose here, it's over. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, you know. And then somebody said, we had Cracker Barrel cater our wedding. There ain't, why the heck not? So apparently uh, uh, you can do it if you want. You can do it today. Oh, five couples are eligible to win. So, you know. Then there's this. Uh, Sheriff's Office in Georgia has a unique Valentine's Day idea for uh, people whose exes have outstanding warrants. <laughs> Turn in your ex for Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, I love this. This is glorious. So Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, 
See, I love it when law enforcement, you have a little bit of fun. Law enforcement, you guys go through so much crap in this country. And, and when they come up with ideas like this, I just, I love it when law enforcement gives a little wink and a nudge at us and goes, you know, let's have a look. Rockdale County Sheriff's Office said Tuesday, there is one way in February when people, one day, when people celebrate uh, those who love. However, you don't want to forget those exes that did you wrong either, do you? And they said in the ad, listen to this. The uh, the uh, the police department is offering a Valentine's Day month long special, including a set of <laughs> platinum bracelets that sparkle, free transportation in the back of a car. Well, it's a it's a chauffeured limousine, technically a one night minimum stay and luxurious accommodations, capped off with a Valentine's Day dinner and a glamorous uh, professional glamour shot that'll be posted online for all to enjoy. Do you have an ex-Valentine and know they have outstanding warrants? Give us a call. We're on the way. <laughs> I just think this is fantastic on the uh, on the eve of uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, that's about going to do it for the show today, guys. Um, um, let's go ahead and take a break. Come back. Wrap this thing up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, if you get a chance to check out the podcast of today's show and any of the shows, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen, Newsmax.com slash listen and uh, if you want to help out newsmax today keep the pressure on at&t has already lost 12 billion in tax or in uh, in stock value uh call uh 877 newsmax to get newsmax back on direct tv have a glorious day guys and until tomorrow do not catch the stupid i'll see you then